One and only favorite Wody Jacka Jack, just another nigga with no bitches and an opinion, and I've been wildin' for respect. How the fuck you? Damn, it's already 123. Damn, I'm lucky like a. I'm lucky like at least 15 minutes behind. Oh, I was trying to kick this bitch off at one, but you know what it is. What is up, folk? Jesus Christ. It is your one and only favorite Wody. Jack of motherfucking Jack. Just another nigga with no bitches. Not near one. Y'all can't even imagine. But what I can tell you is I got a couple opinions. Yes, it is me. It is I. It's been so long since I. It's been so long since I done podcasts and shit like that, y'all. I ain't even in my intro bag like I used to be. Y'all know how I used to give it up. Y'all niggas know how I used to give it up on the intros. I ain't even got it. My camera presence, like it feel weird. It feel awkward. Looking at the camera and shit right now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I got to get back in the sauce. I've been thinking about this music. I've been thinking about that Rat Pack shit, nigga. But I got to get back in my sauce on just talking to y'all motherfuckers, you know. Oh, and I was thinking about that, man. I was talking to one of the homies uh, the other day and shit about rap. And, you know, uh, last year, things we kind of had planned for the music and and whatnot. And, uh in hindsight, we, we, we went about it in ways that probably wasn't 100% necessary. And one example of that, uh, the, the homies, my, my, my niggas, uh, Kevin and Ronnie, they know some guy, I forgot what my guy's name is, uh, niche or something like that. I think, I don't know, but, um, his whole thing is like marketing and shit. And uh, so, like, we had got on the phone. We was talking and whatnot. And uh, he was like, you know, when I get on your page, I don't think music. All I see is podcasts. Like, when you want people to come to your page, you want people to do this and that. And, and, and you know, you want them to know you for music or whatever the case, you know. Long story short is he was like, so we need to clean your Instagram. We need to clean it up. We got to get all those, all that off and start over and have music and this and that. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense and whatnot. I had mad clips on my motherfucking Instagram. Hundreds, you know what I'm saying? Hundreds of clips. Mad fucking, like I said, podcast clips. Because y'all know I was going crazy with the podcast last year. Uh, Last year and not all of 2019, I guess. Yeah, pretty much 2019 too, but... Um, you know, 2018, 2019, I was going crazy with the podcast and, um, I deleted all that shit. So when me and Kevin was talking the other day and we was just, you know, trying to just 
think of new ways to go about this music and and whatnot and how we want to approach it and shit. And uh, I was like, you know, deleting all that content was low-key not the wave. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of fuck what I'm known for, you know, I'm Jack. That's what you know me for. I'm Jack, nigga. I'm Jack fucking Keynes, nigga. I rap. Yeah, for sure. Off top. That's where I started with. Off top. But nigga, I do podcasts too. And uh, long story short, we were just thinking, like, you know, like, that's me. Now, it could still be wrong. It still could be right. But uh, I'm I'm influencing, not influencing, I'm approaching music and shit now. kind of differently uh after i read that book the subtle art of not giving a fuck there was one chapter i forgot what he was talking about and it might have been chapter three maybe i think that was the one where he was just kind of talking about like how you're not special and this and that uh and what i realized when i read that book is that i actually am uh you know a narcissist <laughs> My approach for music and shit is the fact that I could do everything right. I could do everything right and still not make it. You know what I'm saying? I could have all the money in the world for all the marketing in the world and all this and that, and my shit might not connect. You know what I'm saying? I could literally gobble all of the cock on Hollywood Boulevard. Take me to Hollywood right now. Walk me in the room. Point out every swanging dick that needs my lips wrapped around it. And I could do it. And I still might not motherfucking make it. You know what I'm saying? It might not happen. Uh, motherfuckers be lucky, bro. And artists be saying that how lucky they are to make it, you know? They just so happen to come across this person or whatever the case, you know? Uh, So that's how I'm approaching it now. I'm approaching it with the simple fact of, nigga, I just want to push shit out. Uh, This is kind of coming from um, a not necessarily a dark place. What's the word that I really want to use for this? I can't think of the word I want to use, but the truth, but I'm looking at it as if I die tomorrow, Lord, Lord, Lord willing, uh, you know, that's not the case. Lord willing, that's not the case. But if I die tomorrow, I just want to have shit out there for my motherfucking pops. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for people that really care about me. Like, all these motherfucking podcast episodes and shit like that. All these podcast episodes got so much of my personality just divvied up between these 60-plus episodes and shit like that, you know? And, uh, you know what I'm saying? All this music, that's that's a part of me. That's just who I am, you know? 
And I don't want to be holding on to all this music and shit that I got trying to make the perfect album or, you know, trying to sit back here and have this master fucking plan of how I'm going to drop this single and follow it up with the net. Like, I got a motherfucking fan base and shit. Like, nigga, don't nobody know Jack. Don't nobody know Jack. So what the fuck am I stressing for? What the fuck? I'm like, I'm like, bro, what we doing, man? You know? And uh, I remember one time I had dropped a song, right? I I had, uh, I think it was like after I had dropped Sell a Million or some shit like that. And the people, and I put on Facebook and shit like, you know, or not Facebook, but IG. Like, uh, hey, vote if y'all want to hear this song. If y'all want to hear the full song, I did a little snippet. I did a little snippet. People voted for it. Motherfuckers wanted to hear it. Like nine people voted that they wanted to hear it. So I dropped it. Only like four people even listened to the damn thing. But uh, so, yeah. And I remember the next time I had met up with my niggas, I had met up with my niggas and shit. Uh, and they was low key kind of like tight with me because they felt like I just went rogue. Like I went against the plan and just dropped the music or whatever the case, you know. And I was like, all right, you know what? I feel you on that and whatnot. And that didn't necessarily discourage me from dropping music last year. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I could just drop music. I felt like, you know, it just everything had to be a. And I shouldn't be like this, but I'm a winged ass nigga, man. I am a winged ass nigga. I am. And I need to get away from it. Uh. And a lot of times it's kind of helped, you know what I'm saying? Even when I just kind of had a plan, but I wasn't for sure. But I was like, well, I know the direction, so I just got to go that direction. The path might be a little crazy, but I know the direction, so I'm heading there. I'm winging it, you know? Oh. Uh, so when I was talking to Kevin the other day, I was like, you know, and we we got to talking about something, and because uh, we were just talking about because, like, we were saying how we're a we're a label, audio snobs and shit. And they was talking to my nigga Ronnie. Kevin was talking to Ronnie. And he was like, bro, like, you know, like what we doing for real, for real. Cause we missed every date, every deadline and shit that we had last year. Like what we really doing? Because niggas got shit like life. You know what I'm saying? We trying to operate like this well-oiled machine and that's and we just wasn't giving it up like that, you know, and uh, and like I was telling Kevin, I was like, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I want this shit, but I have to come to grips with the fact of knowing I don't want it as much as I say I really, really want it. Because like I was telling Kevin, I was like, if I wanted it the way I wanted it when I was twenty and twenty one this whole conversation would be totally different. It would be totally different, you know? And so I'm like, you know, this shit has always been fun for me. So at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I can't let motherfuckers tell me what I can and can't do for my music, with my music, you know? And uh, my nigga felt it. My nigga felt it. So long story short is I say all that to say motherfuckers is start to start we gonna start dropping music again. I'm finna start dropping music again. Um even if it's songs, 
even if it's songs that I fuck with heavy but ain't got the beat for it, you know, because somebody bought the exclusive right like a jackass. God, that shit annoys the fuck out of me, bro. Like, I remember, and I seen that shit the other day on a motherfucking, uh, what's the name, on IG. Niggas was talking about that, and I was like, shout out them niggas because that's the truth, bro. When niggas is out here leasing beats and shit, why? What the fuck you buying the exclusive for, my nigga? The beat probably got leased a hundred times before you bought the exclusive. This shit is out here. Like, you not one of maybe 10 or 15 people to hear this beat within, like, the industry. Like, you not Drake, Wale, Meek, J. Cole, Kendrick. You not one of these niggas in the circle. You, you in a circle of thousands of motherfuckers that's heard this beat. And you gonna buy the exclusive? For what? I ain't never even heard the song. This shit ain't on the radio. Is it on the radio? No. So how the fuck? Nigga, I got this one song called Smoke Something. That shit hard. It pisses me off that niggas bought the exclusive to that beat. Because I still have yet to hear this motherfucking song. You not making that much money off the song that I shouldn't be able to have the motherfucking beat. Like, you tripping for that shit, my nigga. So I say that to say... It's going to go on SoundCloud either way. I'll take, I'm taking this bitch back to 2010, 2011, nigga. Rapping over beats with the tag. I don't care. That's just how I'm coming with it. If I like the song, I'm dropping it. Even if it's a song that I know ain't going to be like no hit to people or whatever. If I like it, I don't care. I'm dropping it. I just wanted, I just want to put my music out there. I'm Jack Kane's, nigga. I got to get back in the motherfucking ecosystem. I'm holding on to all this music for what? For what? For what? There's no reason. There's no motherfucking reason. I've always been a hot clip shooter. But all right. We 13 minutes in. Let me get into some shit. Let me get into some shit right quick because I just wanted to warm up. Uh, Here we go. First topic. I got four on the docket right now. Uh, First topic is I think. I finally, I finally got it, man. Three years, four years into L.A., I finally got it. And what I finally got is the motherfucking handshake. When I first, and I, and, and I wonder if this is like something that's prevalent to motherfuckers all across the world or all across the nation, just different regions, if this is something that, like, damn near anybody would go through if they're just moving to a new place. And what I'm talking about is the handshake. How you greet people. Particularly the handshake. In L.A., everyone does, like, a high five and a fist bump. That's... L.A. shit. Now, I don't know if that's L.A. shit across the board. Like, all the way, all the way across the board. Or if that's L.A. shit that's not black people. That's really what I'm saying. And I and hella black people do this, but I don't know that many black people from L.A., like originally from L.A., to really, really qualify on that one. 
Like I don't know if that's how the I don't know if that's how niggas down in motherfucking Lamert and motherfucking Inglewood or Compton or East Side. Like I don't know how I don't know how hood niggas really giving up the handshake. You know what I'm saying? But oh, uh, it was crazy because like I said, when I first got out here, I realized that was the handshake. But I'm used to just dapping niggas up the regular way, you know? Dap niggas up, lock it in, and we might bring it in. You feel me? But the shit that makes it tricky, the shit that makes it tricky uh, back in the day was you don't know who to give it to. You don't know how someone is going to approach you with the handshake. One... And I think for me, the main thing that was kind of crazy uh, was a matter of not knowing who's from where. Like, as a transplant and someone's from not L.A. and is not used to this, this greeting, I'm used to the regular dap. But say I meet someone, like, at school or some shit like that, because that's where it always was the... That's where it always was the problem when I was at school because I'm at school with motherfuckers that are natives to L.A., but then I'm also at school with mad motherfuckers that are also transplants. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, does this nigga want the, the regular adapt or does this nigga want the high five and the fist bump? You know what I'm saying? Like, which one is it going to be? And that shit, that shit was so, oh, that was funny, man. That shit used to be so funny. And yeah, today I'm at class, I'm in, I'm in class and see my nigga Vito, Sativa. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, and I'm out there with Vito and, uh, you know, I just, you know, the regular old L.A. handshake now, you know. Slap five, fist bump. And then when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, damn, this shit is really just second nature now, like. It's pretty much how I do it to everyone now. Uh, and, yeah, so it just made me think, like, I wonder if that's a uh, – I wonder if that's something that people have to, like, get used to when they move anywhere. Or I wonder if that's, like, an underrated thing that motherfuckers don't necessarily think about, but it's, like, kind of, like, important. Not important, but, you know, you know. But, yeah, so that's that. Uh, yeah, that's just something I thought about earlier and I just kind of thought was funny. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to – what else are we going to talk about? Uh, All-Star Weekend. Y'all just go on the, on the list. That's cool. All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend was cool. Uh, I like that All-Star Weekend – you know what I really like about All-Star Weekend is the fact that it still translates for me as a fucking adult. As a kid, growing up and shit, teenager, young kid, teenager, and this and that, All-Star Weekend was the fucking shit. It was always the shit. Like, I'm from the, like, I can, I guess you could say I'm really, really from the class of Jason Richardson. Like those, that's like early, that's early all-star, 
that's early all-star uh weekend memories for me is is when this nigga Jason Williamson or Jason Richardson was going crazy with crazy dunks were fucking crazy so powerful you know um and uh like did they have fucking like the celebrity shit back then too what the fuck did they used to do on Fridays back then? I think they always had the celebrity game uh, during All Star Weekend. But yeah, so I missed, I missed the celebrity game. I missed the celebrity game this year. Uh, luckily, God, that's I. That's the one thing I love about my Saturday shift at uh, at, at Fox. I just be at work at prime time. Anytime there's a primetime game on a Saturday, it's normally starting at the beginning of my shift. It's normally starting right at 5 o'clock because on East Coast, it's starting at 8 o'clock. Primetime on East Coast is usually around 7 to 8, so I always get to see it. So that means, you know, I'm at work for All-Star Weekend. I get to see the Skills Challenge. I get to see the three-point contest. I'm watching the dunk contest, you know. Oh, three-point contest was fire. I'm mad my nigga. I'm mad they ain't ain't have my nigga uh, TD in that bitch representing for the Noak. Troy fucking Daniels, you know. Oh, that would have been so hard. But shout out Buddy Hill. That nigga went crazy, you know. Uh, Pat Beverly, that shit was funny when they was like, that nigga gonna be in the skills challenge as an obstacle. <laughs> that was crazy. And then the good old fucking dunk contest, man. It was a good dunk contest. It was a good dunk contest. Uh, Dwight had a pretty cool dunk. At first, I thought the dunk contest was gonna suck. Since simple, uh, I thought the dunk, uh, why the fuck? What is going on right now, guys? I thought the dunk contest would be trash simply because Dwight Howard was in it. Wow. I got that out. I'm like, yo, Dwight is not no fucking dunker like that, nigga. Like, he got hops and shit. Don't get me wrong. My nigga got hops and shit, but he ain't no dunker like that, man. Like, what the fuck? Nah, but his first dunk was hot. It was tight. Uh, the white dude, Pat, his first dunk was cool. His second dunk, I thought was, I seen the degree of difficulty, but I still didn't think it was that hard of a dunk. Like, it was whatever, really. Uh, Dwight's second dunk, mad trash. Uh, weak as fuck. He he leaped. He for damn sure leaped, but it was whatever. The showdown with the guy Jones, was that his name? Daniel Jones from Miami and then Aaron Gordon. Them niggas was going crazy. And once again, Aaron Gordon got robbed. And I'm not going to say he got robbed in the worst way. Because Daniel Jones, I feel like, let me, and let me see if that was my nigga's name. Oh. Uh, Cause uh, I don't want to keep saying that as not his name, but I feel like it was his name. But anyways, dude, 
was he had some hard dunks, man. He kind of kept doing variations of in between the legs and and, and and shit like that. But I didn't think that his yeah, okay, Derek Jones. There we go. Derek Jones. Oh, he had good fucking dunks. But Aaron got robbed. He got robbed simply because he is just one of the best dunkers in the history of the dunk contest. As far as I'm concerned, since I've been watching, he's for surely one of the best dunkers to ever be in the dunk contest. Like, this nigga be having the the dopest fucking dunks, bro, and he has yet to win a fucking a dunk contest? Like, what? That's crazy. That's crazy. And I don't even think he did last year's. I don't think he did. Did he do the dunk contest? No, he didn't. He didn't do the dunk contest. He didn't do the dunk contest uh, last year. So he comes back, and he gets fucking robbed, man. He gets fucking robbed. Terrible. Terrible. My nigga said it's over with for that shit. So I ain't mad at it. I feel it. <laughs> uh, and then we get to Sunday. We get to Sunday. And you know, I was first, let me just say, Rest in peace, my nigga Kobe Bryant, man. Rest in peace, my nigga Vino. It's it's so wild, man, that, like, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast earlier, and uh, Ryan Rasulo, he, he really he just said some real shit. He was like, man, all right, it's been a few weeks now that Kobe has passed, and it's crazy how, like, Sometimes you kind of forget that he's not here anymore. And you like you'll see something. You'll see a highlight of him. Or you'll just see something that makes you think like, fuck. Like, damn, bro, really not. He's really not here anymore. You know? And uh and and I bring that up because of course they gave him like the the great tribute and shit like that. Uh before the All-Star game, Magic had a nice talk and this and that. And then with the new format, man, uh, when they when they when they announced the new format for the All-Star game, one, I was happy just off the strength of the fact that they were showing love to my nigga Kobe being Bryant. But second, I was super hyped for the simple fact that it was All-Star Weekend, and they just wanted to try something. They just wanted to try something new, you know? And I was like, this is cool. Whether it works or not, who knows what's going to happen in this and that. But it was it's cool that they're at least just trying something different. You know what I'm saying? So I watched the first quarter, and at first, like the first – Five minutes of the game, it seemed like motherfuckers had high energy. It seemed like motherfuckers had high energy. 
It seemed like niggas was really out there competing. You know what I'm saying? And then it went back to regular All-Star weekend of niggas just trading buckets and just dunking and dunking and dunking and dunking and whatever the case, right? Um, So I watched the first I watched the first quarter. I watched the first quarter and team LeBron is up. So then, you know, and I'm watching it, but then I'm also in the shower. Then I had to go get me some food, went to the grocery store. So I go to the grocery store and when I come back and when I come back, I want to say it was the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter was fucking amazing, guys. Damn, I am hungry. Yeah, when I finish this podcast, I am definitely going to Subway because I'm starving right now. Um, That fourth quarter was amazing. Guys was working incredibly hard. Playing incredibly hard. And if you're unfamiliar or you don't care, I'm still going to give you a slight breakdown right quick. So... If you know basketball, you know basketball and how it's played. Four quarters, 12-minute quarters, period. For this year, for the All-Star game, they broke the they broke it down. Hold up. They broke it down into a single quarter, single quarter victories for charity. So, for example, the first quarter Team LeBron won, which meant, um, hold up, guys, because y'all know where I'm at right now. I'm at work, so let me time this out right quick. Okay, and here we go. Uh, first quarter, uh, Team LeBron won. So, a hundred thousand dollars. They won a hundred thousand dollars to give to charity, and they did that for all. They did that for all. Uh. For, for for all quarters. But each each fucking quarter had to be won. So first quarter, team LeBron won. And I want to say the second and third quarter, team Giannis won. And at the end of the third at the three quarters, going into the fourth quarter, whichever team is leading, you add 24 points to it. And you add 24 points to their score, and the fourth quarter no longer has a game clock. The fourth quarter is simply the first team that gets to the target score. And the target score was 157. Shit was amazing, man. The intensity. Niggas really wanted to win this shit. Motherfuckers wanted to win this shit for Kobe, bro. Like, that shit was just crazy to watch. I was in my room hype as fuck, man. Even my girl was hype. Uh, Kobe was even hype, man. Like, I, I really had a pause right now because I was just thinking about how last episode. Uh, I'm not even going to fuck it. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Um. But yeah, man. So long story short, I don't even I don't want to get too deep into it because, like Joe Button and him always say, this, I'm, this is not a sports podcast. Oh, uh, which low key, if motherfuckers is early, 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 early 
on to the motherfucking podcast. These episodes I don't even think are up, like, on SoundCloud or anything. I think these episodes are actually on YouTube. Speak on it. Now, while I'm for respect, the podcast actually did kind of start as a sports podcast. That was actually how I got into the shit. Uh, I was talking about sports for the most part. Oh, uh, but anyways, you know, that was a great, it was great, man. It was great. Um, and, uh, Dwayne Wade was in that motherfucker, you know, uh, his memes were funny as shit with the fucking dunk contest and shit like that. His memes were super, were super funny. Oh, uh, but speaking of Dwayne. Being that, you know, All-Star Weekend and shit was in Chicago, all this and that jazz, speaking of motherfucking Dwayne. Once again, Dwayne Wade has been in the the news uh, because of his son. And I'm not going to get on this too long. But what I will say... And what I am curious about is what is Dwayne supposed to do? Or what is Dwayne not supposed to do in regards to his 12-year-old son that has recently changed his name to Zaya and... I guess, I guess, yeah, he just really wants to be a girl and feels that he's a girl, and Dwayne is supporting it. Now, like the internet, this shit is very polarizing. That's the word I was trying to think of other day, in, the other day in some situation. I forgot what it was. But you got hella people in support of Dwayne and his family. You got hella niggas that's against it. I'm one of the niggas that's in support of it. What I will say I am against is if motherfuckers is truly, 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 truly committing to the transitioning right now. If Dwayne and them and his son is are if they're already have the works in motion for like surgery or giving the little nigga hormonal pills and shit like that uh at 12 years old yes i do think that is kind of like a stretch i do think that's kind of moving mad quick i do i will say now even with that who the fuck am i what the fuck i'm gonna say what the fuck can I do? Set my own goddamn business. But, yeah, I do think that would be a little wild. Just a little wild. But the whole thing of the nigga want to change his name and, you know, motherfuckers is like, you know, they want to push the agenda. First, what's the agenda? What's the agenda? 
is the agenda so the agenda is to what make all black men gay or just make all men in general gay is that the agenda and like I was telling, like I got on Twitter the other day and like told my nigga AJ. I'm pretty much, I'm so goddamn close to gay, man. You know, I'm just oozing. I'm just oozing rainbow. I'm so goddamn close to gay, especially being out here in, in Hollywood. I already told y'all. Take me to the boulevard. I'll gobble all the cock in the world. I'll gobble it. <laughs> But it don't seem like it don't seem like it's really, you know, society it doesn't necessarily seem like it's taking effect on all the homies and shit yet. So I'm like, well, what the fuck is taking so long? When is the agenda going to get in full swing? I figured this shit would have been cracking by now because Prince was out 30 fucking years ago. <laughs> Then my nigga AJ, my nigga AJ seen the tweet. I, I should have known he was going to be hot. Holy fuck. Seven minutes. Hold on, guys. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, fucking Prince been around 30 goddamn years wearing all this and that shit. What is going on right now? Oh, Bill Martin. Okay, I see what happened. Niggas didn't edit the show for me. Gotcha. Um. So, anyways, anyways, uh, I'm like shit. Prince been around for thirty goddamn years. If there was anybody in the motherfucking entertainment industry or the black motherfucking community that truly kicked off this fucking uh sweet ass shit. It had to be this nigga Prince, because he out with the motherfucking leather chaps, ass and shit all out. If anybody could put this shit in full fucking swing, it had to have been Prince. So I'm thinking, shit, well, by this time, the agenda, 30 years? The way niggas be talking about the agenda on this gay shit, I would imagine. It's got to be. It, it, it would have to be further along by now. It would have to be further along by now. But anyways, I digress. I'm thinking about what is the alternative for Dwayne. And, and and everybody was saying, you know, uh, people that were in agreement, like, you know, here this black father is supporting his son and loving him unconditionally and shit like that, which is mad fucking important. Uh, I think that's very important, man. I do think it's very important. Now, it could possibly be, uh, I cannot say anything tonight. Whatever. It could be uh, possible because of the fact that I'm reading this uh, book, which I haven't read in a few days, uh, The Will to Change, Men, Men, Masculinity, and Love, or some shit like that by Bell Hooks. And uh, when I first started reading the book, I'm like, yo, this, is this shit just bitch made? Like, what's going on? This shit really sounds like, you know, they just want men to be hoes, you know, uh, and whatnot. But there's things that I could relate to in there. Uh, 
with 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 us men and how we're treated as boys, you know, uh, that kind of plays into this whole patriarchal thing and why men act the way we act, why we react, why we react violently and shit like that. Uh, so much of it, so much of it really does just, it's so ingrained in us just as children, you know? Uh, but also, I understand what it's like to have a, a pops that fucks with you, man. Like, I could be gay as all out, you know what I'm saying? My pops isn't going to disown me. He might not be happy for me. He might not want that for me. You know what I'm saying? For his son and shit like that. Uh, But my nigga not going to disown me. He not going to hate me. You know, like, that's really my nigga. So I understand that, you know. Uh, And so when I was seeing people talking about that, as far as with Dwayne, with, with, with Dwayne Wade, I'm like, yeah, I feel that, man. I truly do feel that. But then on the other side, you know, you got niggas talking about, so is loving your children unconditionally, just letting them do whatever they want, running all over you and this and that shit? And I'm like, all right. I feel that, too. I really, I feel that, too. Um, But then I, I was thinking, like, well, but does that count right now? In this situation, you know, because uh, me and Weezy was talking, we, me and Weezy was talking about it a little bit, and uh, and I was like, what we're not taking into the account is the fact of Dwayne knowing his son. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can imagine. Same as when I was a kid, same as, yeah, like, same as when I was a kid, I recognized the niggas that was sweet, that was just, like, blatantly sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether it was cousins, uh, shout out my nigga Louie. I couldn't tell you, I'm not going to necessarily say I knew Louie was gay, but I knew it was funny as fuck how he reacted when we were kids this one time uh, when we were, like, trying to throw worms or something on him. I just thought that was funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, how he reacted, it was mad girly. And I'm not trying to say that in no disrespect. Shout out my nigga Ski Looch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but my nigga is gay now. He's gay. It's just what it is. Uh, Zach Wade, growing up, I, we knew he was gay. I don't think we rec- I don't think we even knew what gay was, per- really. I mean, we knew what it was in third and fourth grade, but niggas ain't really know what it was. But we knew again that this nigga was just simply different from us, from from all from the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? We're just little roughneck ass little niggas, and he's not like us. So we knew it as kids. I'm pretty sure his pops knew. Pretty sure his mom seen seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know any grown adults that 
hasn't seen a kid or or a young or a young boy that they thought was you know sweet when you see it you just see it you know so i feel like motherfuckers is not taking into the account that it's not like this shit probably came from out of nowhere necessarily you know maybe the whole the little maybe the 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 boy think saying that he wants to be a girl and changing his name to Zaya that could have came from out of nowhere just for us as far as the public knows but even with that but i would imagine from way back whoever know years i would imagine there was a point that Dwayne probably thought hmm looks like i might have a gay son so with that my thing is what is Dwayne supposed to do is he just supposed to beat the little nigga to death is he supposed to hate him forever is he supposed to or is he not supposed to let the little nigga know that he love him? And, like, this is a tough world. Think about all the people online and shit that's low-key just dogging Dwayne out and, by way, just by default, just dogging out this little nigga. He's 12 years old. Dogging him out. You know what I'm saying? You would be a real asshole, a real son of a bitch to know what this world is like, especially, especially when it comes to homophobia or just sexuality, period, and not support your son now i'm not saying that off rip Dwayne was just obligated to just fully be like nah for, for sure my nigga like 100 i'm with you off rip i'm not saying he was obligated to be like that um but what i'm saying is I feel like at some point you kind of have to realize the inevitable if that's going to be the case. Now, this little this little nigga can be 12 years old today and in 15 who knows? I don't know, but what I'm saying once hormones and puberty or whatever, he could be 15 and Shit could be totally different. I don't know. I don't know. And I guess that's why my only pushback would be like, I think pumping them with pills or anything like that at 12 could be a little wild just for the simple fact of like, I don't know if you want to go down the road to something that could be permanent when there could be change also. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you want to go too far down the road of no return, to the point of no return. You know what I'm saying? But if you feel like it's going to be inevitable for this little, for, for the little nigga, you know, 
that's going to go down the path that he's going to go down, what is he supposed to do? Like, and like my nigga Weezy was saying, like, well, you know, in my house, it ain't going to be no, you know, like, you can do what you want when you go to school. You can be who you want when you go to school. But in my house, you're not going to be Zaya and you're not going to be kissing all little boys or kissing all little girls and this and that. And I'm like, well, I don't think I, just because Dwayne is supporting of the kid wanting just because the kid just because Dwayne is in support of the kid's identity I don't think that necessarily means that he's in support of the motherfucker just trying to be grown and fast you know what I'm saying like my pops is in full support of me being straight and fucking with women as a kid but that didn't mean that at 12 years old, I wasn't going to get an ass whooping if he walked in on me with a girl in my room. Like, I was going to be in trouble because I was just simply doing something I didn't have no business doing. You know? Um, And then, you know, and motherfuckers is talking about how it's a, a mental illness and this and that shit. Like like Weezy was saying, gender dysphoria. It's a mental illness and whatever. And I'm like, all right, it's a mental illness. And Dwayne is enabling the mental illness. I'm like, all right, for sure. But I would much rather deal with this little nigga's mental illness than the mental illness that we see all around L.A. In L.A., all, th- all this homelessness... And shit, and shit around, they say most most of it is mental illness. Most of it is mental illness. Motherfuckers walking around. Like, I live downtown. Walking around downtown and shit like that. Always got to look over your shoulder because you don't know what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Niggas walking around, talking, yelling at themselves, broad daylight, just going crazy, fucking schizophrenics and shit like this. You don't know if niggas about finna throw shit and piss on you. You don't know motherfuckers going to run up on you and this and that shit. Like, what? Nigga, that's mental illness. And motherfuckers still don't give a fuck about it. Motherfuckers still don't give a fuck about it. Motherfuckers is homeless as hell. We walk right by it. Like, that's the, like, really? That's the excuse that we're using? Mental illness? Motherfuckers care about mental. Oh, he's enabling mental illness now. Like, niggas ain't quick as fuck to make a joke about a retard. Like, we ain't quick as fuck to make a joke about a retard. Or somebody with autism or some shit like that. Like, now all of a sudden, this is the mental illness motherfuckers give a fuck about. It's like, bro, it's like, come on, man. It's just like, relax. Relax. How is it that deep? How is it how is it so deep that that's the level of hypocrisy that we that we go to now? Mental illness. He's enabling a mental illness. Like like Weezy said, his one home. What did he say? His one homie is his grandfather is some shit like that. Is a schizophrenic. 
he feels the walls are closing in on him, what are you going to do? Just let it, you got to tell him that the walls aren't closing in on him. Like, all right, you got to tell this little nigga that he's not going to, he's not a woman. No matter what, he's never going to be a woman, for real, for real. He's never going to be able to relate truly to the woman experience. All right, for sure, he's always going to be a man, right? But the little nigga wants to be a girl. All right. Like, what's really, my thing is, what's really bothering people? What is he really, like, who is he really harming? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't, I, I really don't, I really don't get. I really don't get the uh the 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 motherfucking uproar. I don't I don't understand the uproar. Especially for Dwayne, like I said, man, just as a black father, bro. As a black father, like I don't I don't understand why in the black community we be trying to act like niggas not gay. Niggas be gay. Niggas be gay as fuck. Niggas be gay as fuck, niggas be nasty as fuck, niggas like there are gay people in this world. Mental illness or or what? Whether it's agenda, it don't like, it happens. These people are around. See, what's going to happen is niggas is going to fuck around and be on the wrong side of history. Niggas is going to be on the wrong, wrong side of history. Like, just like racism, man. Racism was in this country for so long. And it's still so prevalent right now as I'm recording this podcast. My black ass is in America where racism is still fully, 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 fully kicking alive and well. But the truth of the matter is we are at a point to where legally you just have to deal with us. Black people, we're everywhere. It ain't nothing stopping it. We're everywhere. Gay people. Everywhere. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's, it's the inevitable. It's everywhere. I don't know if niggas think being gay is not something new. And I didn't even know this. And it may, I was like, oh, so that's where the word sodomize and sodomy came from. I was listening to uh, the meme podcast the other day, and they was talking about the whole Sodom and Galore or something like that that was basically like a whole gay city. And I was like, oh, that's where that word come from. Uh, but I say that to say if being gay and shit like that isn't natural and it's like man-made, like HIV, well, I don't think HIV is going nowhere. Shit here. Niggas is living with it. It just like it just kind of is what it is, I guess, you know? Uh so yeah, I, I don't understand why niggas is, is is shitting on my nigga uh Dwayne for uh supporting this kid. And and really I I just want niggas to tell me the other alternative. That's really what I want to know. What's the alternative? Fuck the support. All right. He ain't got to support him. 
So what is he supposed to do? That's really my big question. It's just what is he supposed to do? And what is or what isn't he supposed to do? All right, he doesn't want to call the dude Zaya for sure. But when he goes to school, his kids will. Or, the, or like like I was telling Louise the other day, like, like I'm like, nigga, you know what I mean when I say once you turn 11 and 12, 13 years old, your parents not even raising you no more. You're being raised by your peers. Like, that's just what it is. So I'm like, all right, like, you're not stop. It doesn't, it, it still doesn't necessarily seem like you're going to stop anything. Like, and I think that's the wild thing about with having children. And I think that's the kind of scary thing, too, when I think about having kids. Like, I can do all I want to try to push these motherfuckers in the right direction and try to guide them the best way I think I know how through this life and whatever the case. But the truth of the matter is, man, your kid is your kid. But your kid is actually just another human that you have no control over. Your kid is just another kid or just is really just another human being that you have no control over whatsoever. Whatsoever. Yeah, you can beat them when they do shit. You can correct them. You can put them in punishment and this and that shit. But the truth of the matter is you're not stopping nothing. You might influence shit and you can program a way of thinking but they still very much have the will to change if they want to motherfuckers grow up their entire lives muslim christian racist homophobic whatever and then niggas change Motherfuckers go from Christian to atheist. Motherfuckers go from Christian to Muslim. Motherfuckers go from racist to not. Motherfuckers go from not racist, maybe to racist. Who knows, depending on whatever that life experience was. But the truth is, you can't change niggas. Motherfuckers is going to be who they are. Uh, shout out my nigga uh, Smith, man. Shout out my nigga Smith. Uh... He hit me up the other day, just had a newborn, and he was just saying, like, it's funny how sometimes he can just see a spitting, in, a spitting image of himself in his son. And then it's crazy how, you know, youngin might move his head a certain way, and it's a spitting image of his mother, you know? And and it was like, you know, and I was like, you know, it's probably going to be wild as shit, man, to like just see versions of yourself in your child. I was like, it's going to be wild as shit probably to see versions of his mother in the child, not Smith's mother, but, you know, Smith's baby's baby's mom in the child. And then it's probably going to be wild as shit. To see shit in your child that you have no idea where that came from. 
is it, it it just so happens to be a part of their original makeup. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is, you know? Um, so yeah. Anyways, I'm an hour in. I was going to keep going, but I'm hungry. And I gotta get back. Uh, cause I did have one more topic that I wanted to get on. This chick Danny Ash, me and the homies was talking about uh we was talking about Instagram models. We was talking about Instagram models and shit like that, having uh OnlyFans and whatnot. And uh we was like my, my nigga Nooney was like, is it mandatory for for the joints to have OnlyFans and shit like that now? And I was like, nah, I don't think it's mandatory. Uh but I'm like, if she I'm like if an Instagram model got at least like fifty thousand followers or something like that, I was like, you know, I figured she might as well because it's gonna be just like another stream of income or maybe support or whatever. And uh, then we just got to talking about, you know, how long has porn been free and shit like that on the Internet. So I was because uh, I was like, man, this shit hasn't been free for that long. Like, you know, and, and, and the homie, the homie Leash was like, nah, it's probably it's pretty much been free since, you know, Internet, you know, LimeWire and pirating. I'm like, nah, I mean, I understand that. But, uh, you know. It's not prevalent. I guess that's really the point, you know, like, uh, shit. Well, like, like auto tune, you know, like auto tune, auto tune has been around since the eighties and nineties and shit like that. Like, like T-Pain said, he heard it from Cher. Uh, auto tune has been around forever, not forever, but it's been around, it's been around a whole lot longer than when, than when we think that it started or just when it became prevalent in the music game, especially hip hop. So really we could say auto-tune was the birth of T-Pain. That's when like T-Pain birthed auto-tune, but that's not really the case. But when T-Pain came around, that's when it became super prevalent. So that was my point with the porn. Like, yeah, it's probably always been ways that it could be free, but it wasn't always free. Like, I can remember being a young teenager and niggas just beating off to, like, Bang Bros trailers and shit like that. Because we was like, everything was subscription-based back then. So then I started doing a little bit of research and whatever the case. And I'm like, so when did porn become free? And it basically became free when YouTube came around. When YouTube popped up, that's when motherfuckers started copying and mimicking YouTube's just easy upload shit. So motherfuckers was just uploading like back when you had RedTube and TubeBait and YouPorn and all that shit. Motherfuckers was just uploading all the fucking archive videos and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah. And, and the homies was like, you know, I wouldn't pay for no, I couldn't pay for nobody's OnlyFans and this and that because you know. There's free porn and shit and whatnot. Uh, so then when I got to looking up that shit and whatever, apparently there was a chick named Danny Ash in 1995. In 1995, she was a stripper. And she read a book about, like, 
either internet programming or HTML, some shit like that, in 95, and thought, huh, I'm finna get on my OnlyFans shit. And the wild thing is, is history repeating itself. Something that is so monumental like the internet that has forever changed the world as we know it, the internet. Outside of the Wall Street Journal, she was the first person to have a subscription-based website. Think about that. Outside of the Wall Street Journal, a stripper was the first person to have a subscription-based website in 95. It wasn't Sears. It wasn't Netflix that started in fucking, like, 98 or some shit like that. It wasn't even fucking East Bay. It was a woman selling sex. Just like the dawn of this world... The first profession, prostitution. Crazy how shit just comes in full circle. And now you got OnlyFans and shit going crazy, going stupid. Shit wild, man. Shit wild as fuck. But anyways, all right, guys. It's been real. It's been a great talk. Uh... Same as I said before, like with my music and how I'm just going to drop when I want to, how I want to, whether the song is a hit, whether I think everybody in the world going to fuck with it. If I fuck with it, I'm dropping it, nigga, because I'm a high clip shooter. I've always been a high clip shooter when it comes to the music. Shit. Ever since the first time, ever since I started rapping, the first project I put out, 32 Sheets in a Lighter. I think that might have been 10 songs, maybe 12 or some shit like that. That was like in March, maybe April of high school. Nigga, by motherfucking September, I had already dropped four projects. With and every, and every project was at least 15 songs after the first one. If not 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always just been a high clip shooter. So I got hella songs right now that I'm just sitting on. So I say that to say, with this podcast, I'm not dropping shit weekly. I'm dropping it when I feel like dropping. If I got something I want to talk about on the podcast, I'll drop. I will try to do it weekly. Probably more so bi-weekly. But again, like I put in one of my raps the other day. I forgot what it was. Uh, It's all there if you think about me. It's really only there for if you think about me. Again, this shit is on the internet. It's here to stay forever. I pass away tomorrow. At least this shit out here. So that's how I'm dropping. When you think about the kid, just know I got shit. <laughs> just pull up, listen to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and just know, I, and just know I miss you. Know I love, and, and know I loved you, for the most part. <laughs> but yeah anyway i'm about to get on to this song of the week man or or it's on the list oh uh, and this song might not be on the list but it's a song i fuck with and i had no idea that i was sleep i'm mad late 
I'm mad late on Shorty. I ain't know she was hard. Uh, but she hard as fuck. And, you know, and and she representing for the coast. Uh, so one time four, because y'all know I fuck with the coast. So without further ado, uh, without further ado, you know, one time for it. Yay, area! You're the man. 